Hi, I'm Michael. I'm one of the pastors at Victory, and I'm also the missions director. As a church, we are committed to answer God's call to reach every nation. I hope this message inspires you to honor God and make disciples. We are on our third week of our series, Joyful, and we really felt as leaders of the church to that we needed to talk about this coming into the year kasi iba-iba nga yung pananaw natin pagpasok natin sa 2021. Some people were very excited as if the ending of the year would would signal the end of the troubles of 2020. Some people were more apprehensive. Can we really be sure? And very often, that's our feeling when it comes to joy. It's dependent on the circumstance. Pwede lang tayong sumaya ulit pag wala na yung pandemic, pag wala na yung quarantine. Sabi nga ni Jerry Karina, we are approaching one year of being under lockdown. Wow! My gosh! That would be a great meme, diba? You before the lock, right before the lockdown, your latest picture right before the lockdown, and you right now, how do you look? Uh, and is that, that's the question. Is joy dependent on our circumstance? Our circumstances are different. This church looked very different. Now, there's a few of us here. Many, some of you are online. We're glad you're there. But is our joy dependent on that? And the answer resoundingly in this series has been, no, it's not dependent on your circumstance. We started in the first week by saying that we can take joy in the process, that God has a plan for us. We don't have to wait till we reach this magic destination to say we're happy. God can take care of that even right now. Last week, Pastor Jansen preached and he showed us that we can take joy not in our achievements or our possessions, but in the relationships we have. And we can find joy in those relationships when we are uh, humble and learning from Jesus. You know, have you ever seen kids who are playing together and completely lost in the moment? They're not thinking about who's wearing nicer clothes. They're not thinking about who's more famous, who's got a bigger uh, social media following. That's joy. When we can forget ourselves and focus on God, focus on the people we love, we will find joy there. And guess what? That's God's plan for us. Today, we're going to find yet another reason why we can have joy even in the present moment, even however you are standing, or even how you are online. And what I'm about to share is uh, so simple, so basic, that you might even be like, duh. I mean, like, ganun siya ka basic. And it might be good news or bad news. Some of you, you're going to see this point and you're like, okay, I'm done. I'm leaving. You know, like, I, I'm done. That's the good news part. I'm closing the window online and, and, and I got the point. Some of you, it might be bad news because sayang naman, nag-register pa ako ng napakaaga ng Sabado. Buti nakakuha nga ako ng upuan ngayon. Tapos, yun lang pala sasabihin mo, Pastor. Ganyan ka basic. <laughs> But I venture to say that even though we know this already, there's very few people here who don't know this already, we almost certainly don't live it completely. We almost certainly have drifted away from it. We almost certainly make decisions, have value, spend our time and money as if this wasn't true. And that's why it's important to hear it today. Our one point for today, from the very beginning of the message, is quite simple. We find joy in knowing Jesus. That's all. We find joy in knowing Jesus. Alright? That's it. Thank you for coming. Thank you for attending our online service. As you exit, please do it one at a time, observing social distancing. No, I'm just kidding. The secret to the Christian life is knowing Jesus. The point of everything we do, every sermon ever preached, every Christian video you can see, all the singing, the small groups, any event, 
It only has significance if it helps us know Jesus better. Our life has value and meaning to the extent that it's connected to knowing Jesus. The parts of our life that are connected to helping us know Jesus or are connected to flowing out of knowing Jesus, yan ang mga bahagi ng buhay natin. Those are the parts of our life with the greatest value. And the parts of our life that aren't connected to that at all, those are honestly the most disposable parts of our life. And yet we don't often think that way, do we? We, 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 we'll drift from this as, as we'll see in this message. But, but if this is true, there are big implications. Implications, for example, that the Christian life, our faith, is really more about a relationship than achievements. It means that it's about knowing a person more than it is about knowing Bible verses, doctrines, or principles, or teachings. These Bible verses, doctrines, theology, teaching are only relevant to the extent that they help us know the person. If this is true, that the Christian life is about knowing Jesus, and we find joy in knowing Jesus, then Jesus is more interested in you and I staying connected to Him, not in our self-improvement. Not in how grumpy were you to your spouse this week? Not in how, how much did you give in the title. No, how connected are you to Jesus? Yan ang mas mahalagang tanong. That's the more important question. Allow me to read uh, from the text, first, uh, Philippians chapter 3, verse 4 to 11. It says here, If anyone else thinks he has reason for confidence in the flesh, I have more. This is Paul writing now. And before this text, there were people who were bragging about their credentials, saying, you know, you should listen to me. You should do these things. And I know better because I have these credentials. So Paul, in a, you know, if you use internet language now, weird flex but okay moment, decides to share his own credentials as well. He says, kung sila nag-reflex sila, ako mas may karapatan. Circumcised on the eighth day of the people of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of Hebrews, as to the law, a Pharisee, as to zeal, a persecutor of the church. passionate. I was willing to persecute the church for the sake of my religion. As to righteousness under the law, blameless. Wow. Ikaw na, Paul. Verse 7, But whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ, Jesus my Lord. For His sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ and be found in Him, not having a righteousness of my own that comes from the law, but that which comes through faith in Christ. The righteousness from God that depends on faith that I may know Him and the power of His resurrection and may share in His sufferings, becoming like Him in His death, that by any means possible, I may attain the resurrection of the dead. Let's pray briefly. Lord Jesus, help us to hear You. We hear this, but our mind translates it into, what should I do? What does He want? What should I give up? No, Lord, Your voice is so clear. You want us to know you. You want us to be close to you. And in that relationship, that's when our behavior changes. That's when the good works come out of us. Help us, Lord, to pursue first things first, the right things first, the most important things first.
and trust you that everything else will follow as a result. In Jesus' name, amen. We may have heard this intellectually, but how does it manifest in our lives? Or maybe you, you're hearing this for the first time, or maybe you're online, and you're learning about Christianity for the first time, and you're like, wait a minute, I thought it was about what religion you call yourself, or what church you go to, what you write in your bio data. No, 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 it's not. It's about knowing Jesus. And that's why many people are staying away. Ayaw na nga nilang lumapit kasi hindi pa ako handa. Hindi ko pa kayang magbagong buhay ay magpasalamat ka. Hindi yun yung point. Ang tinatanong lang ni Jesus, gusto mo ba akong makilala? Kasi gusto kita makilala. Pero alam ni Jesus, pag nakilala natin siya, <laughs> dyan nagbabago yung buhay natin. That's when our life changes. I have here a few diagnostic questions to, to ask ourselves if we really believe this, finding joy in knowing Jesus. And, and you can take these things to ask yourself, yeah, I might know this, I might agree with this intellectually, but in practice, in lifestyle, is this really what I believe? Let's evaluate ourselves. Number one, I evaluate my faith more on my consistency of attendance or whether or not I have done anything particularly evil. If we ask you now, hey, how are you? Hey, how's your, how's your walk with Jesus doing? Ah, well, you know, I've been consistent with the services. Very often, you know, Jerry, Pastor Carlo w- w- can attest to this. You know, we'll ask people, hey, how are you doing? Hindi po ko nakaregister eh. Yun yung unang banat. Okay. Interesting. Sawing to a young man who grew up in church, was active in ministry, and now is extremely burned out. And so we're, we're walking together. It's a teenager. And I was asking him, do you want to know Jesus? And I loved his honesty. And he said, not right now. I don't want to know Jesus right now. Okay. I said, thank you for your honesty. I appreciate the fact that you can trust me enough to tell me how you really feel and not to give me a quote-unquote right answer. But may I ask why you don't want to know Jesus right now? And he said, because I'm burned out of ministry. I said, that's interesting. I ask you if you want to know a person. And your response is, I'm tired of singing on the worship team. I'm tired of volunteering in the ushering. I'm tired of operating the cameras. I'm tired of handling the admin load. Are those the same thing? And what happened with your relationship with Jesus that somewhere along the way, those became the same thing? Napatigil siya doon. I don't know. I don't know when that changed for me. I said, I don't know either. Would you mind if we continue to read God's Word together and find out? Sure. All right. Is it about what we do? Another question. If I'm honest, Jesus is more a means to an end. Jesus is my way of getting my dream life, my dream family, my dream income. If we're talking video game language, Jesus is an NPC. A non-playing character. I'm the player. I'm the character. I'm killing the bosses. I'm leveling up. And I go to Jesus for my magic potions, my armor, to get the quest. Then I have to go on the adventure on my own. But if I'm honest, He's not actively a part of my life. Here, on Sunday, I'm connecting with Him. But tomorrow, at work, even later when I'm with my family, He's not there. Is it about knowing Jesus still? Third one, I think Jesus is more concerned about me changing my behavior than just being with Him. 
I have a feeling that if I pray to Jesus, the first thing he sees is when I lost my temper. The first thing he thinks of is when I had that lustful thought. The first thing he thinks of is when I failed to do the right thing. And that's what he wants. And that's why I don't want to pray. Alam ko naman yung sasabihin niya. I know what you're going to say, Jesus, and I'm not ready to deal with it yet. So let's not go there first. Is this where we are? And this is why some people stay away from church, right? I'm not ready to change myself yet, but who said that that's what Jesus wanted? Fourth one. When I see something that needs to change in myself, my focus is on my own effort. Okay, okay, okay. Humility. Okay, I got it. I got it. Thank you, church. Bye-bye. I'm going to work on this. I'm going to schedule this. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to. Why is that the first move? Why is that the first instinct? Was that what Jesus wanted from us? And that's why it's important for us to go back to this because even though we know that we find our greatest joy in knowing Jesus, it's so easy for us to lapse into that mindset. That's why Paul, in the beginning of this chapter, says in verse 1, to write the same things to you is no trouble to me and is safe for you. In other words, hindi ako na mamablemang ulit-ulitin ito kahit alam na natin to, kahit sabihin niyo sa akin na alam ko na yan, gusto ko siyang ulitin kasi kailangan natin. We need to remember this. That our greatest joy is in knowing Jesus. And that's really all He wants. And that's such a mind-blowing thing for us because there's nobody in our life who's really like that. Relationships can come close to it. Parental relationships, marriage relationships. But Jesus is truly the only person in your life who doesn't need or want anything from you other than to know you better. Well, He already knows us better, but other than for us to know Him better. And that's why Paul is emphasizing this. And he gives us in, the, in Philippians chapter 3, three areas for growing in knowing Jesus. Three areas that we can check ourselves and say, am I, am I growing in knowing Jesus this way? And I pray as we talk about this that we don't fixate again <laughs> like good students and like, okay, where's the to-do list? Where's the homework? No, the tasks that are going to come up here are only relevant in that they help me get to know a person. The first area is in our priorities. And this sounds like I'm putting Jesus first more than anything else. We saw that in verses 7 and 8 of Philippians 3. Paul said, whatever gain I had, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. I like that idea, whatever gain I had. Whatever, you know, the titles, the accolades that he was, you know, re, you know reciting earlier. Lahat ng mga yun, walang kwenta yun sa akin. Basta't makilala ko lang siya. And then he even broadens it further. He says, Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus my Lord. He says, You know what? I just realized nothing is as important as knowing Him. You know how we know that that's true? Because we, we, we have things. You know, you have a phone, you have a family, you have a job, you have a public image. You know how we know that this is really True for us, if, when, the day comes that it's taken from us. That's how you know. See, life is full of choices. And what we value is revealed by our choices. 
You know those games? I hate those games. Would you rather? My brother loves to play those games with me for some reason. Joe, mas gusto mo? Pitikin ka dito, pitikin ka dyan. Magpatulong ka ng kamay, magpatulong ka ng paa. Like, why is this your dinner conversation material? This is what he likes to do. You, you know those questions, right? Diba, uh, if you're single, diba tinatanong ka, sino mas gusto mo pakasalan? Yung bad bread, pero ganito? Or, or pangit, pero ano ba yung... Like, why are we given these choices? But the point of those choices is that to ask yourself, ano ba ang mas mahalaga sa akin? Diba? Ano ba talaga yung hinahanap ko sa buhay? What am I really, really looking for? And what am I willing to live without? And over and over again in those verses, Paul talks about loss. I count it as a loss. It's okay for it to be lost. Kahit kunin mo na yan sa akin, as long as I get Jesus. What are we willing to hold on to? And sometimes to the point, that kahit mawala na si Jesus, basta di, ko mawala, di ako mawala nito. Here are some examples for us. Possessions, things, right? I want something so much to the extent that, Lord, I, you know, I'm willing to take shortcuts. Or maybe it's our identity. That's what Paul was saying in the earlier thing. People were bragging about their stuff and he was being tempted to brag along the way and he realized, you know what? You go ahead and brag. Kayo na ang magaling. Kayo na ang righteous. Basta ako, kilala ko si Jesus. Okay na ako dun. And God will do that. He'll put us in situations to test whatever identity we've constructed for ourselves. We've held on for ourselves. And He'll say, what if I take that away? What if I take away your pride in your job? Your pride in your being the favored son or daughter of your family? Would you be happy as long as you know that I know you and you know me? Is that enough? For some of us, it's our achievements that drive that. I'm not saying ambition is wrong. Paul was a very ambitious person. Had so many plans. Always, I'm going to preach here. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do all of that. But even if I don't get to do that, panalo pa rin ako. Jesus is enough. I have to be honest with you. I wrestle with that one sometimes. Because I want to achieve. I want to see things done. And you know how I know God's testing me with that? When I don't meet my objectives for myself, when I don't achieve what I want for myself, and then I come home and I'm grumpy, and I'm like, Lord, give it to me. And Jesus why? Nawala ba ako? Or was something else more important but talaga this whole time? See, God will do that. Not because He hates us, not because He wants to rub it in our face, but because He wants to show us that something is more valuable. And we can actually live without that. Bayit ni Lord, no? Nasakit lang ng pagmamahal niya paminsan. <laughs> Here's another one. Relationships. There's a verse in the Bible that talks about prioritizing Jesus even over our dearest loved ones. I saw a great example of this earlier this week. I was doing a wedding. And uh, this, it's, it was a young couple getting married. And... Uh, I was amazed by the groom. You know, he, he decided. He's been dating this girl for years. And he decided, you know what? Even though they were, uh, you know, physically intimate before, he decided, you know what? I got to get right with God. When, when he proposed, he's like, look, we're, we're, we're not going to do anything sexual together. And the family and the friends were teasing him about that because they knew, you know, about how they lived before. And, and, he, and he was 
you know, showing that to his bride-to-be, that I love you, but I love Jesus more than you. And I hope you understand that in loving Jesus more than you, I can actually love you better. And the bride-to-be had her own journey with God. Because her parents are, 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 are not, you know, uh, Christians, uh, like, like evangelical Christians. They were insisting on a different kind of wedding. And this young woman who didn't grow up in church said, you know what, I want a Christian wedding. And her, her, her parents, particularly her mom and dad, were, you know, parents, mom and dad, yeah, particularly her mom, were, were bothered by that. And she was agonizing over that decision for a while. But she stood her ground. Mom, Pop, I love you, but I want to honor Jesus in my wedding. And so we get to the wedding, and you know, Pastor Carlo knows this, that those aren't the, you know, nakakabayan if you're the pastor, because half the room is like, sige nga, sino ba tong pastor na to? Galingan mo nga. Yung, 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 yung feeling na ganun. But God showed up. And their vows were amazing. They honored God. They honored, they honored their parents. And just the parents, the way they, 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 the, the two families met, the way they honored their kids, the way they were talking about how God showed up at the wedding, even the next day. And afterwards, I was thinking, that groom put Jesus before his fiance, And in the process, he ended up loving her better. And that bride put Jesus ahead of her mom, but in the process, ended up loving her mom better. What's more important to us? What are we willing to put first? Priorities. Putting Jesus first. Realizing Jesus, those things are great, but I have to remember they will not satisfy me the way you can, the way you will. Second one. Our priority, second one, our pursuit. And this sounds like this I'm not settling. I don't want to settle for what I've known about Jesus before, what I've discovered about Him before. I want to keep going. I don't care what happened in the past, whatever good, whatever bad, I want to keep going because I want to know Jesus better. Verse 12 of Philippians 3 says, Not that I have already obtained this or am already perfect, but I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me His own. Brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own. But one thing I do, what does he do? Forgetting what lies behind. And straining toward what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Have we settled in our relationship with Jesus? Okay na ba tayo dito? Like a, like a married couple whose most romantic stories are in the past? You know, about how they met, how they got married. But in the present, it's really just duty and, and, and performance. Are we settling with, oh yeah, I know those verses. Oh yeah, I had that experience. Oh yeah, I remember when I first met him in 92. But hanggang dun na lang ba? What about noong 2020? What about noong 2021? If we really want to know him better, it's time to forget what's behind it's time to move forward. Some of you are here, probably you're online, and you're like, how do I even get back in the flow of this church thing? I grew cold during the pandemic. Forget what's behind. Now, where are you? Let's move forward. Some of us, it's time to leave behind old insights and revelations. You read the Bible, and it's the same old thing. Ask God for something new. I don't want to skip through that. 
Some of us where it's not the good experiences, it's the bad experiences that are holding us back. But I made a mistake. Eh? But I fell. But I did this. But I did that. Jesus doesn't care. He's, gonna, he's, gonna, he's forgiven that already on the cross. Are you ready to move forward? You know, recently, uh, my wife and I, we have two sons. And our oldest son, Philip, is this amazing kid, you know. Like, people tell us, oh, what did you do? And I was like, no, God did that, you know. He's a super great kid. But recently, he did something awful. He really hurt his brother. Uh, and we caught him. And I said, Philip, what did you do? And he was just shocked that we saw him. And he was shocked that he did that. And he couldn't even explain himself because we really caught him. He did something bad. He really hurt Manu. Manu's crying. And the guilt and the, and the awfulness of what he did just washed over him. And he began to cry. And then I said, Philip, what did you do? And in his crying, he ran to me. And he didn't have words. He couldn't say sorry. He couldn't. He just cried to me. And I was holding him. And I was hugging him. And, and, and I was looking at my wife. I was like, Buti na lang, balambut yung puso ng anak natin. And as, as I was holding him, I, was, I began to pray. I said, Lord, thank you that my son is not so self-conscious yet. Lord, patagalin mo po yung season na to. Sana kahit 18 years old, ginito pa rin siya. Yung, yung, yung when he does something wrong, he'll run to me and he'll cry because I'm okay with this. I'm okay you did something wrong. Just don't lie. Don't hide from me. Come closer. We'll fix it together. But don't run. And as I was praying that to God, I felt God say to me, Do you believe that that's what I want for you? When you asked si Carla, you just sa akin in the moment. When you're being a terrible leader or, or a bad pastor or a bad example, don't run to me. Muna. Pray to me at that point. The way Philip doesn't even have words, he's just saying, help me, help me. You know, this... Do you know that's how I want to talk to you also? And I'll be honest, I have a hard time believing that. I feel like I need to just, you know, up and to the right for a bit, you know, do something good first before I get... And I'm only learning to, to get used to this. Going to God in the moment, the high and the low. We forget what's behind and we strain toward what's ahead. That's what Paul was saying. I'm not there yet. I want, to get, I want more. I want to know Him more. And guess what? The good news is that's what Jesus is saying. That's what I want too. Stop staying far away. Some of you, that's the reason why you're staying away from discipleship, from community, is because you know you've done something that you're ashamed of. And you're afraid. You're like, how can I get it back? Just come back. Let's talk. Let's have coffee. Let's sit together. Start there. Jesus, that's what He wants. Our priorities, our pursuit, and thirdly, our partners. I'm walking with people who want to know Jesus also. I'm walking with people na yan lang rin ang agenda nila sa buhay, that that's what they want to do as well. Verse 17. After talking about pursuing Jesus, knowing Jesus, how that's so important, Paul says in verse 17, Brothers, join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. Keep your eyes. Who are you watching? 
Who are you keeping your eyes on? You know, social media gives us the ability to keep our eyes on different things, on different groups of people. Last night, I was browsing TikTok, and I was surprised by the number of dancing security guards there are on TikTok. At ang gagaling nila sumayaw, like na ano ako na tigasin bago sumayaw pero pagsayaw pang lambot pala ni kuya. So I, I was just amazed at that. And see, before we know it, we've kept our eyes on things and people who was that really helping us know Jesus. And Paul says, keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have seen in us. What example have we seen ba? And this is why social media honestly isn't the best place to keep our eyes on those following Jesus. Because what we see in social media is a curated feed. On Instagram, it's a three-by-three three grid, you know, where the photos are in theme, or if they're extra fancy, the photo on the left clicks to the center, to the right, to the top, to the bottom. Alam mo But where do I see real life? Where do I see real wrestling with that? That's why we need discipleship. That's why church is important. That's why community is important. If it was just about getting a good message, eh, di bo broadcast na lang natin yan. Let's get our, our most famous pastors, Jeff Eliscopides from Victory Fort, and broadcast him here. Yun lang pala kailangan. No, we need to walk together. I want to get to know you better. I want you to get to know me better. I'm blessed to, get to, to be walking, to meet Pastor Jansen and his family, the person I've been working with for years, but from now to be walking with him, it's like, Wow. I like working with this person. I was thankful for the, for the biking we got to do last Monday. I was in pain afterwards. But the, the, the coffee, the, the getting to the like, okay, walk with people. See, the problem with a purely online spiritual feeding experience is do you really know the person? And there are fake people online. Even fake Christian people. And that's not just for now. That's a theme in the book of Philippians. Chapter 1, chapter 2, chapter 3, they all mention fake teachers. And we've seen that in recent news, haven't we? Christian celebrities, spiritual leaders. One came out recently. If you don't know the details, then good for you. You know, it's awful. Turned out to be a sexual predator for decades. Another one, very popular, very influential with discipling Christian celebrities in his nation. Turns out was unfaithful to his wife and living a life of extreme luxury. And Paul warns about that in the next verse. Verse 18, he says, For many of whom I have told you and now tell you, even with tears, I like his attitude, even with tears, because even though these people have fallen away, Paul is not angry, he's not gloating, he's in pain that these people have fallen away. But he says, they walk as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is destruction. Their God is their belly. They glory in their shame with minds set on earthly things. Who are you walking with? And notice, as you walk with them, if their minds are set on earthly things, it starts to affect us, doesn't it? I want that. Why don't I have that? They're investing this way. What am I doing? What am I doing? I want to keep up with them. I'm not saying investments are wrong. I'm not saying getting a better life is wrong. Those are good. But what's the ultimate? What's the primary? 
Instead, Paul is saying, walk with me. Who do we want to walk with? Number one, people who want to know Jesus. <laughs> Whose minds are not set. Walang halo. Nalalaman, obvious kasi pag may halo eh. Lumilitaw. Na hindi sila nakokontento sa asawa nila. Hindi sila nakokontento sa buhay nila. It's something else. And you know what else? Not just people who want to know Jesus, but people who want me to know Jesus. People whose biggest and deepest agendas for me are to know Jesus, nothing else. People whose biggest and deepest agendas for you are to know Jesus. Because people have plans for our lives. Bosses, parents, spouses, kids. You know, we, you know, as parents, as husbands, as wives, as small group leaders, one of the best gifts we can give to the people we love in our life is to want nothing more for them than to know Jesus. I could look at my wife and be like, oh, I wish you were like this. I wish you weren't like that. You know what? No, no, no. I'm glad you know Jesus. I could look at my kids. I wish you were better at sports. I wish you were more into basketball and UFC. No, no, no. I'm glad <laughs> you're knowing Jesus. Because if we have that, it's going to be fine. Three areas that Paul talks about. Priorities. Am I putting Jesus first? Pursuit. Is it fresh? Is it new? Or have I settled? And thirdly, partners. Who am I walking with to help me know Jesus? Now, if we are good Christian boys and girls, we're going to say, yes, pastor, I will do this immediately. And we will pray and we will end. But if we're honest and realistic, maybe this question has occurred to us already. But what if I grow cold, Joe? I want to do that. You've convinced me. And maybe it's easy in the church with the soft playing instrumental music. Of course, I'm going to say that now. But tonight, tomorrow, in the rat race, in the daily grind, in the middle of the fight, when I'm seeing other people have lives that I want to have, what if I grow cold? How do I keep this up? How do I sustain this? Because I've said this before. And I'm not there yet. That was Paul's prayer, right? Not that I've already obtained this or I'm already made perfect. I press on to make it my own. And what's his assurance? Because Christ has made me his own. I'm trying to reach for God. I'm trying to reach for God. But he's actually got a hold of me first. It's not up to me alone. Verse 15 makes it even more clear. Look what he says there. Let those of us who are mature think this way. And if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal that to you also. No wonder Paul doesn't want to know anybody else but Jesus. Because when he thinks, I can't reach him na nga, siya pa ang umaabot sa akin. The question, what if I grow cold, is answered quite simply. I may grow cold, probably will grow cold, but God never does. God's love never grows cold for us. It stays strong. It stays passionate. And when I think of that more, when I meditate on that more, guess what happens? When we remember that, our love for Him gets fired up again. And I'm excited to know Him even more. As I end, I want to share this song. I'm not going to sing. Yung iba sa inyo, lumaki yung matay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to share this uh, <laughs> A song that, that really spoke to me while preparing for this. And it's an old hymn that was written in 1758 called Come Thou Fount. 
And it's saying that God, Jesus is the fountain of blessing. And he says, the first part says, Come thou fount of every blessing, tune my heart to sing thy praise. I love that part. Because it's like saying, Lord, my, my heart is out of tune. <laughs> my heart is out of tune. I will want something else. Possessions, uh, achievements, uh, my own identity more than you. Tune my heart to sing thy praise. But the, the last verse has the part I want to emphasize. It says here, O to grace, how great a debtor. Daily I'm constrained to be. The, the sentiment there is, Lord, I owe you so much. You've given me so much. Andami ko pong utang sa'yo. And then he says, let your goodness, like a fetter. A fetter is like a chain, like handcuffs. Let your goodness be like a chain that binds my wandering heart to you. In fact, he continues, prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. I'm prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart. Take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. This is an honest prayer. This is a prayer of a person who says, Lord, I read the Bible. I hear your message. I want to know you. In fact, right now, I really, really, really want to know you. But Lord, I know myself. I know my tendencies. I know the challenge of life. Could you tie me to you, na Lord? Pwede mo ba ako ikadena na? Kasi alam ko yung sarili ko, malikot ako eh. Kung san-san pa ako tatakbo. Can you tie me to you? Can you make sure I don't wander too far away? Can you remind me when I fall that I can run back? I believe many of you, that's your prayer today. That you're saying, Lord, that's what I want. And guess what? That's what He wants for you and me also. I'd like to invite us to stand. And we're going to pray together. Uh, we're going to invite the worship team up. I'm going to pray. Lord Jesus, thank You for Your Word, for Your Holy Spirit that reminds us of things we know already, but that we forget, that we underemphasize because we think that you're different. We think, God, na mas iba yung gusto mo para sa amin. So, dun kami napapatingin. But Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit will speak to each person's heart today. That you want to know them, whether in person, whether online. You want to get to know them, and you want us to get to know you better from this starting point. Wherever we are, whether it's a super passionate, red hot, I want to know you, Jesus or a barely flickering cold and you're saying, oh, that's fine. Come here. I want to get to know you. Lord, we're sorry for the times that we prioritize other things. We're sorry for the times that we've settled. We're sorry for the times that we've kept our eyes on things and people who are drifting in a different direction. And Lord, I thank you that you're reminding us again, this is the way to live. This is a better way. This is what we want naman talaga and Lord, like that prayer in Come Thou Fount, Lord, we are prone to wander. We're prone to focus on other things. We're prone to focus on ourselves. Lord, could you take our hearts and seal it and bind it to yourself now? If that's your prayer, I want to invite you. You might want to put your hand on your heart, whether in person or online, just say, Lord Jesus, that's what I want. Lord, thank you. My biggest assurance isn't kung gano kabait 
kung gaano ko na-memorize, na-internalize yung preaching na to, hindi. Pero kung gaano mo kamahal, how much you love me, how much you won't quit on me, how much you will give me chance after chance, and that's why, Lord, I don't want to go far anymore. Just, in your own words, you might want to pray that to God. Tell Him, Lord, that's what I want. And help me to always want that. I want to ask the worship team to sing this song and lead us again. And you can sing along if you want, if, if, if these words reflect what's going on in your heart. And if not, I want you to pray wherever you are. However, be honest. Those teenage boys I was talking about when I was meeting with them, one of them said, Is it okay that I know I'm supposed to love Jesus? But I don't really want to. I'd rather play video games. I said, sure. That's an honest thought. Could you pray that? And he prayed. He said, Jesus, I know I'm supposed to want you. I don't always want you though. Could you help me with that? That honest. Okay? Some of you, maybe your prayer is, Lord, I'm so far already. And you'll find, but we may be far, but He is near to us. Thank you for joining us. You can visit victory.org.ph to find a church, join a victory group, and give online. Thank you for partnering with us in discipling the city, the nation, and the world through your generosity. For more messages like this, you can subscribe to this podcast through Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to podcasts.